Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. You know, some days it can feel like America has lost any and all sense of how to properly interact with each other. Now, let's be really clear. America has always had big-time disagreements, open, broiling debate. It's actually when I think the country's at its best, by the way. Uh, and our constitutional republic ensures that. And we're always looking at the choices, the chance to champion the best idea, let things compete in the marketplace of ideas. And so, of course, uh, there's going to be things that happen and disagreements that will take place along the way. Uh, but again, as we look at how the polarization is happening, particularly in our politics, uh, we have to look at the downstream stuff as well uh, in terms of what is this, how is this impacting other elements and segments. And I think one of the things we have to remember is that if we keep politics downstream from important things like relationships, family, community, uh, all of those interconnected things, we always do a little better in this country. But when we let the politics be upstream from all of those, uh, things start to unravel. And we're seeing that kind of unraveling. Uh, I want to turn our attention to uh, a piece, a great piece uh, in The Atlantic. Derek Thompson uh, wrote a piece for The Atlantic called Why Americans Suddenly Stopped Hanging Out. And Derek Thompson is a staff writer at The Atlantic. He's the author of Work in Progress newsletters, also the author of the book Hitmakers and On Work. And uh, he really wrote a brilliant piece, uh, and I want to break down a couple of elements of that because I think it helps us understand uh, all the things that are going on. It's a complex problem why we are less connected as a society. Some of it is the increase in screen time, uh, lack of community, and community spaces as well. Uh, and there's a, But there's a whole host of things that can help us in terms of solution. Uh, but, but let's go back historically first. Uh, in the earliest decades, uh, Derek Thompson pointed out in the Atlantic, the United States was celebrated for its citizens' extroversion. Americans weren't just setting out to, to build a new church or a new set of cities. Their association, as uh, Tocqueville pointed out, uh, was about associations. It was all about the associations, free associations. Tocqueville said it was a thousand different types of associations, religious, moral, serious Futile, very general, very limited, immensely large, and very minute. Now, those were all words from Alexis de Tocqueville. And Americans seemed to be especially good at forming social groups. And whether it was a social group, whether it was a labor union, whether it was a political association, uh, all of those things were opportunities to connect. And often, in connection with connecting, they just hung out. Uh, Tocqueville noted that nothing deserves more attention than the intellectual and moral associations in America. Uh, that was at the beginning. Now, if you put things into fast forward, uh, things started to shift and started to decline. Uh, you may remember back in the uh, 90s, uh, sociologist Robert Putnam uh, really recognized the fact that we, our associations were starting to decline. Uh, he actually wrote uh, his bestseller, Bowling Alone. Uh, he was. Uh, we actually had him on this uh, show several times talking about why it is that we're no longer joining groups, that we're not having book clubs and bowling leagues and all of those things. And there's a host of reasons for all of that. Many of them are pretty straightforward. I think we understand. 
but I think one of the big things we have to look at is this whole idea that uh, aloneness is not necessarily loneliness, uh, but it's the fact that we're doing things together less. And in that process, we've actually increased anxiety. We've increased dissatisfaction. Uh, all of those things have risen as our interconnectedness has declined. And so as we look at the the causes of all of that, I think some of them are very obvious and very easy. Uh, the electronics, I think, is a, a big part of that. Americans spend more time on their screens and less time with each other. Uh, that's a pretty easy, pretty straightforward thing. Uh, some of the other things that have been impacting it, uh, New York Times uh, author Jessica Gross noted that the fact that we're working more and more, uh, we're just busy and we're chasing a lot of stuff. And whether we're chasing things at the office or we're chasing things at home, we're just chasing a lot. And the more you chase, the less likely you are to connect and have interconnection and to just hang out and to just be a get, be together. Uh, one other explanation that was pointed out in the Atlantic piece uh, was that the, the rise of aloneness is a part of the erosion of the social infrastructure. Uh, that civil society, that community connection uh, is something that we're losing. And whether that's uh, not being at a church, not having a place to hang out, not having the local coffee shop or the local diner uh, where people naturally connected with each other and had conversations, conversations over the back fence uh, have clearly declined. I think our fences have gotten taller uh, and our locks become more secure. Uh, and so we're no longer doing that. And so all of that uh, takes away from the things that we actually need to thrive as human beings. And uh, I think it's uh, real crucial to, to point out that, you know, when we come into this world, uh, in the Atlantic piece, it was pointed out that we, we come into the world craving the presence of other human beings. Uh, that's what a baby wants the most, is that presence. And we've talked about it on this show before. Uh, I still believe that the most holy thing you can give another person is your presence, your whole presence, W-H-O-L-E, your whole and entire presence, uh, not just a portion of your brain while you're still scanning your phone and checking your social media feed, but your whole entire presence uh, is where you actually get into real relationship with others. And so we've had this deterioration in the country of our social fitness. Our interconnectedness has declined. And as we continue to spread out, as we continue to become more and more dependent uh, and focused on our digital devices, the less likely we are to engage with real people in real situations. And sadly, sadly, I think that's where a lot of the rise in anxiety, depression, especially in our young people, because not only are they interacting less by a significant number, the, the number of young people who hang out, just hang out with friends more than once or twice a week has gone way down. And so the less they do that, the less likely they are to, to, to build the skills and competencies required to interact with real human beings in a wide range of situations. And so we're, we're really setting up that next generation for failure by not putting them in situations where they're going to learn real skills to deal with real human beings. And I get it. Sometimes it's easier at the end of a day to just go hole up and hide out, hunker down, 
but that's not what we were actually built for. Uh, and sometimes we can joke and say, you know, this would all be really easy if it weren't for people. And I think that's true. I think we could say that in the context of business, in politics, in community, sometimes even in family. Family should be really easy if it weren't for the people. Uh, but it's about the people. Uh, and it's about that uh, connection that we all crave. A uh, really interesting uh, Harvard study uh, pointed out that loneliness, social isolation, or both were associated with 29% increased rise in heart attack, 32% greater risk of stroke. Uh, in other words, the risk was similar to that of smoking or obesity, uh, according to those Harvard researchers, that loneliness and isolation can have every bit as detrimental impact on your health as a heart attack or a stroke or smoking or obesity uh, because we're human beings for a reason. And being able to have that connection, especially in community, I think is something we have to get back to, uh, both for the health of our communities, but also for the health of the next generation because they've got to develop those skills because without that interconnectedness, taking it full circle all the way back to Tocqueville, uh, that it is that free association that is uniquely American and allows us to do the most extraordinary things. The attention, that intellectual and moral associations in America are what make the country really unique. <laughs> 